You're listening to the MLS Fantasy Insider, bringing you weekly tips, tricks, and advice for the official MLS Fantasy game. Hello and welcome to episode 34 of the MLS Fantasy Insider, our preview of round 27. This episode is brought to you by Things Enter Miami Can Buy, Trophies, Players, and Multi-Million Dollar Injury Reports. Oh, no, no, wait, wait, wait. Uh, actually, brought to you by our amazing MLS Fantasy Insider Patreons community. If not for you, we would not be able to keep this project going. Learn more at patreon.com slash MLSFI. I'm your host, Reed Connolly from MLS Fantasy Boss, and tonight I am joined by my partner in fantasy, Ashley Savage. How you doing, Ashley? I'm great. And we are happy to have you here, and it's great for you to be here. Blaine is not with us tonight. Uh, he had some things going on personally, and so like it's his mother-in-law's birthday, but whatever, whatever. I guess that's a thing that happens, so he is not here. He also did not phone in any of his picks, and after... What happened to him last week with some of the the recommendations that he made? I can understand why he might be willing to take a week off, but I'll I'll let Ashley give him a good little razz because I think she in particular will enjoy that. But we're so happy to have everyone here with us. Um, good to see people in chat. We're winding down near the end of the season. I uh, just have a, like three more rounds left, I think, to go. For those of you who have leagues that have playoff systems, it's very likely that those are kicking off right now. So be sure to check your head-to-heads uh, to see what your upcoming schedules look like. I know that is true for the MLS Fantasy Insider Experts Hosts Invitational League. So, uh, it's, but it's it's fun times, and of course, Champions League is still still running down. But we'll get into some of that momentarily. Let's first talk about the the few takeaways that we have from Round Twenty Six's massive. Double game week. Uh, for myself, I ended the round with 156 points. I was pretty pleased with that, honestly. Overall, a highest scoring team was in the 190s. So congrats. There were some really off-the-wall picks that would have never have crossed my mind. Uh, but 156 helped me win all but two of my head-to-heads. I, I say two, and I want to put that in like air quotation marks because I lost both of my head-to-heads to the same team, and that was Ryan with lineup <laughs> IQ. So um Maybe I'll count. I don't know if I should be just one or two head to heads technically with that, but a solid team with a few, a few slight differences that we had to make up those points, uh, particularly with uh, the keeper, which is where I did not do fantastic. Uh, this time I, I tried to do a little keeper with uh, Malia and Bingham, just trying to see how that would work out. And they both ended up with five points. So it didn't really matter. I uh, just kind of did not do fantastic there. Otherwise, Gressel and Wagner and Lennon on the back all hit for me. Had Barial on my bench, and so came in with 20. That was a great addition right there. Uh, in midfield, also very mixed for me here as well. Uh, I had Almada and Acosta with great points right there. Acosta was my captain, so 48. Uh, but then I had uh, Messi, Evander, and Reynoso. And fortunately, Messi was on my bench because I was unsure about some of his injury status and the congestion that was coming up. Uh, but... Reynoso was not. So I got to keep his one point right there with that little injury that he had. And then up top, I had uh, Cucho and then Arango on my bench who came in for nine points. So uh, pretty good mix of players right there. I was I was pleased overall, 156, uh, <laughs> back into the top 100, which is where I was shooting for a, a good, actually a good solid bump back into the top 100. So uh, 86 overall, weak rank, 346. 
Uh, some of the general takeaways for me, not really much. I think we saw a lot of players, a lot of teams perform as expected, uh, except for some of those who were missing some of the key players, those who got injured, like uh, Reynoso, who got injured and, and had to leave. We saw the impact of that. Uh, one of the unexpected results that I did have was I expected Evander to go both games, and he only played one, and I can't find out why. So if you are in chat right now and you know, I don't know why Evander got a goal and then did not feature in the next game. I don't know if it's just rest or if something's going on or if there's an injury, uh, but could not find that. And Ashley couldn't find that, who would love to just dance on any rainy day parade of an injury or something for uh, Evander. Not not for real. Like if he's, if he's actually hurt, then we're so sorry. But I mean, Ashley doesn't like Portland, so she's always happy when Portland people are are upset. Um, but I will say the I I had hesitation for Messi, so I don't know I don't know if I really expected him not to play two games, uh, but I thought it was likely that he wouldn't play two games, which is why I ended up putting him on my bench. And that was a last minute conversation. I know Ashley and I were having that talk uh, as the lineups were coming out when I saw him added to my team, and I was bouncing back and forth. Uh, but I was really worried about the knock that he had picked up a couple of games ago, with Argentina, and and then the upcoming open cup game that was there what that might might be didn't account for him to get injured again in in that game but um we shall see what happens other than that um some great high scoring games some great performances from some great players as we're expecting by this time of the season i set up my team to just be a straight auto roo i didn't fool with much of the switcheroos going on i had some keeper roos set up but it ended up not not mattering uh, so i just kind of set it and forget it for for this round and it, and it worked out for me Ashley, what about you? Yeah, I had a, a great week. This was kind of like a a season-changing week for me, for sure. I got a 172, and I started messy. So the possibilities of where I, where I could have been if I hadn't, uh, you know, haunt me. But I won all of my head-to-heads. I was weak rank 63, moved up to overall rank 65. I'm 14 in Champions League. Um you know, I just, I, I moved up a lot this, this week. Uh, I think I didn't take some gambles that some other people did. And honestly, I think I made some weaker choices where some of the better choices like Evander and Reynoso just didn't pan out. Um, when I saw Messi starting against Toronto, even with the likelihood that he wouldn't play against Orlando, like Reed said, he and I talked about it before, you know, rosters locked, but it was just too good of an opportunity for me to think of Lionel Messi getting the opportunity to play at home against Toronto, I ha- I had to start him. I didn't even want to roll on the bench. Wanted to start him, obviously regretted it. But even with, you know, I, I had a banger week. Um, I had Tolkien, who posted a 17, Barrial. Um, I had Fries on my bench for my keeper, who also got 17, capped Lucho. Um, had Cucho, but then my busts were Espinoza and Gauld, um, two middies that got eights and nines respectively, but that's not very good for a midi for a double game week. And then, you know, I also had uh, Gressel and Lennon who by double game week standards did not perform. Um, <clears throat> but I think a lot of people did. So that's, I think one thing that kind of helped, you know, move me up as you will, but uh, yeah, for me, I wasn't able to watch a lot this weekend. We were out of the country, actually. We were up in Canada, uh, my husband and my my mom and myself. Um, but some hits for me, for sure, was the New Yorkers. Fries, Tolkien, Tiago Martins, Jason, a 4.0 midi, got 20 points for NYCFC. Uh, Frankie Amaya, both 
the New York teams just crushed in fantasy this week. And they're not necessarily teams that we take consistently. I, you know, there's been a couple of weeks where, um, you know, we've taken some of the NYC defense. They've definitely come into form. But for all those players to hit so well was really impressive. Uh, Mukhtar put up 19. Kucha with that hat trick. And I've been talking about him for a couple of weeks. And I feel like I've been getting really dismissed about it. But Billy Sharp has just shown up for the Galaxy in a way that I just love. I'm so into him. I'm very upset I didn't have him this week, although I would have thought myself crazy to do it. Um, I don't think I've ever had two players on a fantasy team that both had hat tricks. So that would have been... I have not. Right? That would have been... It was a missed opportunity because I've been hyping him here, but I don't have the guts to take him. So um, I don't know if that'll change this week, but or the next week, because the next week they play the Sounders. But... I'm just all in on <laughs> Billy Sharp. Uh, so, yeah. And then a couple of misses. All of Sporting Kansas City was a miss. I I don't care. They all missed. I think a lot of people expected a lot more from them. Didn't pan out. Um, the Miami Stars, Alba, Messi, like we already talked about, definitely a miss. I, I consider Lennon and Gressel pretty big misses with their low point production uh, for two, you know, high-profile offensive wingbacks. And then, yeah, Evander, Espinosa, Galt, and Reynoso just bus for different reasons. Um, but bus nonetheless, I would say. And we did get an update about Evander. He's dealing with a calf issue, BTW. So uh, thanks, Trix, for that update right there. Also, another update that, that I will give is... Uh, for those of you who are looking at your fantasy team right now, you will probably see at the very bottom of the schedule that it says October 14th. That is incorrect. October 14th is going to be part of round 28. That is an error in the game. Uh, talked to Skyler about it earlier today. He said that Ranch also brought it to his attention, as did <laughs> Ashley and maybe others as well, uh, whenever we saw that, just for the clarification. So uh, that game is adding in those teams as DTWs right now, and that is incorrect. We'll cover that in our next segment for who is actually, and we'll give this reminder again as well. So, yes, those uh, October 14th games are not part of this fantasy round. Uh, one thing I will say is is I I did fall into some of that overthinking with some of those cute picks, and, and one of them was Malia, and that came on some – because of some of the you hype. You just say Melia because now I'm really – I sorry. did. No, no, I did. Okay. I did. That was what I meant to say <laughs> was was Melia, and it was because of some of the hype that Blaine yes. was giving, and and he, he gave a lot of hype, and he's not here tonight, but I, I feel, Ashley, that that Blaine still needs a, a bit of holding a feet to the fire, so – is there anything in particular that you would like to point out from Blaine's picks? Just so a good, a good natured razzing is what I'm going yeah. to right here. Um, the terms triple stack SKC are just not a thing that I've, I can't remember a time I've ever fully gotten behind. Um, the, the flash in the pan form they had really wasn't equating to fantasy at any point. Um, but, you know, Blaine had been on hiatus for a while and he hadn't been on the show in a few weeks and, you know, his boys were playing well. So for him, you know, last week to to recommend the triple stack, I'm always um, really cautious when the word triple stack comes out of Blaine's mouth anyways, because uh, <laughs> he's always so confident in it. And I feel like it can sometimes be misleading. Sometimes it's right. Sometimes it's wrong. Um, this week, it was definitely wrong. I know he triple stacked. I saw a lot of sporting Kansas City defense in your defense and his 
on some teams that I respect and consider quite educated and good. Um, but it didn't pan out at all in any way. Um, I think Tommy got a five. That was the the midfielder I saw a lot. And then Polito with a two. Yep. Uh, so, yeah. And then who Blaine thought was captain material. Blaine pitched him as captain material. I think that was the thing I took the most grievance with last week was him pitching him as captain material after only scoring one goal in the previous double game week. But, you know, unfortunately, the thing I love about talking picks with Blaine is he takes big swings. And like I said, sometimes they're right and sometimes they're wrong, which is the case for all of us. But he also, bless him, captained Messi, which was a big swing. And we kind of had this funny uh, Goldilocks and the Three Bears moments in our own chat at the end of the weekend where (laughs) I said, damn it, guys, I started Messi and... Reed said, oh, I benched him. And Blaine said, oh, I captained him. And I was like, these are three very different takes and results on Lionel Messi. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, we all say picks every week. Sometimes they're right, sometimes they're wrong. But to come in with the triple stack SKC felt wrong from the get-go. So I apologize to anyone that fell victim to that. Um, but so did Blaine, if it makes you feel any better. That's right. And we always reserve the right for a good a good natured razzing is it's just also it's part of this game It's part of the game right there. But uh, so yeah, so that's all that really have for our takeaways. It's, it's so near the end of the season. We're seeing just, we we know a lot of what we to expect from everyone. Injuries are so important. Rotations are so important, especially in some of this double game week madness that we're dealing with. This round's double game week is a, is a a, a mini, it's a mini one, tiny, tiny double game week. And we're going to cover that and what to expect coming up in our next segment right after this. Hello and welcome back. We're talking housekeeping for MLS Fantasy Round 27. First on the list, in case you didn't catch it in our uh, beginning segment, the round, not the round, the October 14th games currently attached to this fantasy round are not part of this round. Uh, That should be getting updated tomorrow, which is Tuesday. So for most of you, if you're seeing it, it's not an issue. But if you have this kind of weird wait, because that's not what, wait, some of these players weren't on on double game weeks, were they? Uh, That is correct. So right now, if you are looking at the lineup, you see Nashville, New England, LA Galaxy, and Real Salt Lake all listed as having a DGW. That is incorrect. October 14th is going to be part of the next round, which is week 28 in the game so do not fall for that trap those players are not playing a double Uh, the games do actually start this week on wednesday which is september 27th at 7 30 p.m eastern standard time and we have two teams playing philadelphia versus dallas at 7 30 and then colorado versus vancouver at 9 30 you get a break after that until saturday september 30th when we have the usual Apple TV kickoff time there for most teams are playing 7.30, 8.30, 9.30, 10.30. And then we round out this week on Sunday, October 1st at 8 p.m. with LAFC versus Real Salt Lake. Now, this is a, a mini, a tiny double game week right here. We have four teams who have a double. Colorado is on a double home for what that is worth. Uh, Dallas is on a double away. And then a uh, team splitting home and away. We have Philly and Vancouver. I'm sorry, Colorado people. That was, I mean, it was just, it was, that was low hanging fruit. That was mean. I apologize for that, but yes, they are on double home. Uh, so Colorado, Dallas, Philly, and Vancouver 
all on a device. I have to apologize. I mean, Matt listens to this when he's working out at the gym. So like either I just like help him climb those last few steps on the Stairmaster or or like he broke the rowing machine. I don't know what's going to happen. Everybody else is on a single game week except for Atlanta, who is on a buy this round. So clearly, if you are looking for your switcheroo options, you are going to want to have Atlanta players activating them. And if you are uh, a money bags who has all kinds, you can even go with like the linen and and all those guys, Almada. I did. The, yeah, just throw them in there, spend that money, splash that cash. Uh, but look for those Atlanta players to be your switcheroos. It's going to be easy to activate that. Now, there are a couple of other teams, a couple, three, three other teams who technically are on a double this round, but their points are not going to count because they are playing in other tournaments. Uh, first off, we have the Campionates Cup, which LAFC versus Tigres is happening on Wednesday, 927. That's going to be a, a one for LA, who is then wrapping us up on Sunday. So they got a little bit of rest right there. Uh, but then also we have the U.S. Open Cup final with Miami versus Houston, which is Wednesday, 927 as well. Of course, big messy watch with that. Uh, also, Houston is is playing on Saturday. So a few days of rest right there for those two teams. So watch those players if you are considering them for your team. As far as everybody else goes, you can head over to the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord channel, go over to uh, the resource section that we have, and you can check the mega reference to find out the list of other players who are on injury, who are on on call-ups, which you shouldn't have any right now, but who are on yellow card warnings or suspensions from any other shenanigans that may happen during the previous weeks of play. And that is the the easiest way to keep up with, with all of the ins and outs and changes of the lineup. And you can find it all over at the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord. The easiest way to find that is heading to MLSFantasyBoss.com slash Discord. It's free, it's fun, and it's all kinds of great. Yes, Strix, my 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 tiny voice is amazing when talking about these double game weeks. Uh, Ashley, do you have anything else to add about uh, any any player news or, or uh, game scheduling before we get into the next section? Uh, I do not. All right. Short and simple. That is it. So uh, we have the small double game week coming up with us, or as the fans want it, tiny, teeny double game week coming up with the four teams. And so uh, it's still going to have, I think we have some good conversations, some good alternatives for you with, with players, but you have to hang on and talk to us right after this when we talk about the, the picks coming up for round 27. Hello and welcome back as, as we are getting ready to talk player recommendations going into round 27. A little tongue-tied there, sorry. Uh, we're going to kick off as usual with keepers and defenders. Uh, Ashley, who do you like in chat? Go ahead and share who you are targeting for this round as well. Yeah, at the moment I'm going Blake to Berkey because I just love alliteration. Uh, but also I I think that Blake is is a, a good choice for this week. But I hesitate to fully commit to that because I also want Carranza, and I can't do that if I have Blake. <laughs> so at the moment, that's where I'm sitting. I like the matchups the best. I think I think he's the best pick. And then Berkey is just the single game week keeper I like the best right now. Uh, for defenders, I'm looking at for double game week defenders. I'm looking at Kai Wagner, uh, Gutman or Larea, 
And then I'm going single game week with Tolkien and Barrial. I like New York Red Bulls matchup. Um, <clears throat> they're playing Chicago at home. I think that that's a good opportunity for him to have offensive and defensive bonus points. And then Barrial going up to Toronto, <clears throat> a team that was just eliminated from playoffs. SC Cincinnati chasing down that shield, I think is a good opportunity for him to produce there as well. For myself, uh, we have have definitely some overlap here. I am looking at a Blake Crepeau keeperu <laughs> right there. I I think Blake is is one of the best keeperu options this round, uh, just because you will see both of his games before you have to make a, a yep. selection for another keeper. So with with him playing that first game on September twenty seventh at seven thirty, you will see that game to its completion. Uh, you could say the same thing for the Colorado Rapids keeper, uh, but I mean, we're, any of those keepers, but Colorado, Vancouver, uh, they play so late that it's not really going to be an issue. And even the Dallas team doesn't doesn't get much. But uh, Philly with uh, Dallas and, and Columbus, you can easily see that and then be able to pivot to uh, another team after that. For me, uh, I, we all know how devastating it was for Coco to be injured at the end of last year and the kind of quality he has as, as a keeper. And so I like that as a potential matchup um, yeah. for that Sunday game. It's, it's just easy. Um, I do worry. I know that this is going to be the main argument for why you might want to go with like Carranza instead of Blake. I do worry about those matchups. It is definitely a harder double game week. And so uh, that is also a hundred percent why he must be on your bench. If you want to go with that, um, Otherwise, has been historically super productive in doubles mm -hmm. so far this season. And then the last double they rotated for like right. the first time in a double. So that gave me some pause as well, because they ain't going to rotate Andre Blake, you know? If you're going to go with another DGW keeper, all the other ones I think are just sort of sort of toss-ups. I mean, Colorado has not been doing well. Uh, it's definitely you get the double home game if you want to try to bank on that. Vancouver has just been a mixed bag as far as goals Best have gone. matchups, I would say, though. Colorado, not a great goal-scoring team as of late. And then D.C. also traveling across the country. Very fair. Vancouver. Um, I'm not doing it. I'm just trying to be a play devil's advocate. So. No, no. It, I mean, it, it totally works. They, they've been very spotty, though, with yeah. with uh, the clean sheets and that. Um, and then Dallas has also not been a fantastic clean sheet. And those are two road games, games at some two tough places. Yep. So. Yeah. So other than that, I've seen some people who have thrown in Orlando. I've seen some people who have thrown in Cincinnati in there as a single game week keeper option. So, I mean, you can definitely go go wild from there for who you think uh, may have uh, a decent, yeah. a decent chance. So you definitely have some options with keeper, but that's how the double game weeks work. And I wanted to make sure we had uh, that discussion right there. As far as um, my defenders, pretty much the same places what ashley was was thinking um with me i i do like i do have some other players that i'm willing to consider if i don't go with those i also like nashville lafc or st louis defenders equally as uh, as you may like some of their of their uh keeper options right there but but definitely um wagner and tolkien barial larea for sure 100 are are four guys that i'm definitely targeting right yep. there. Gubin's not bad. I mean, for, for Colorado, if you're it's looking for he, Colorado, 
Chat said he subbed out injured at halftime in the weekend game. And I don't honestly want anybody other than him. So if he's not doing well, then Colorado's off my list. That's that's a good one. Check the lineup. Check the lineup for sure to see. Fortunately, they play first or they play in yep. the first game. So you can check that out and you have other options to fall back onto. Uh, let's not ignore chat just to see what's there. Yes, thanks, Strix, for that with that update. Um, yeah, Willis uh, Takaoka. That's definitely one that's uh, Willis with the defense uh, from Nashville and then Takaoka as as another keeperu option is is another good option for um, for those lineups that they have. It's uh, I think Galese is is a good candidate for single game with keepers as well. Home yeah. against Montreal. I mean, Wilson's going up against your guys, Ashley. So you, you feel yeah, you feel, feel good about that? About, <laughs> no, I don't. I don't feel great about it. Rui Diaz still hurt, not scoring well even when he is. Sounders really need it. Um, you know, they really need it. The West is really congested right now. Um, but I think going to Nashville is a tough place to play. Uh, so I don't dislike the Wills pick from a fantasy perspective. Just a I mean, I, I'm going to have to give the Vancouver one a, a s- some more thought. I mean, they're in the yeah. bottom quarter of uh, shots allowed right there. Yep. So it's, uh, it's definitely... And like I said, favorable matchups. The road game is to Colorado, who is, you know, bottom of the... Did they get eliminated already? Bottom of the West? I think so. I have to double check. I'll double check. But I mean, you know, and then home to DC. So I I think that those are the, the best matchups for this mini double game week for sure. Might do it. Might do it. We'll see where it all falls down to. Yeah, Definitely Colorado's hit us up. Eliminated. Hit us up. Hit us up uh, as we get closer to to the Wednesday kickoff, and we'll let you know where we end up. But now let's move on to midfield. Maybe kind of chalky. We'll see. Ashley, who are you looking at? Yeah, we only have one differential, and it's our single game week. One of our single game week midfielders. We both like Gold. We both like Gazdag. Um, and then we're both going Bassett over Ronan. And maybe I, I kind of have my own reasons for that. Maybe you can get into yours. I feel like yep. uh, Ronan has kind of faded out in his consistency. His minutes have been managed for a reason. I'm not sure why. Um, Cole Bassett looks good and hungry. It's, it's a team, like I said, who's already been relegated. They have to find a spark somewhere. It seems to be coming from him and Diego Rubio. So um, I don't like starting him. I don't think I've ever picked him up in the history of fantasy uh, but for two bites at the apple, I'm considering him th- this week. And then both of our single game week midfielders, Lucho Acosta going up to um, Toronto again. I think that that's mm-hmm. a great opportunity for them to lock up some more Eastern Conference points. And then for me, I am betting against the home team, the blood of my blood. And I'm going Mukhtar at home against Seattle for my other single game week midfielder. Um I just think that it's an opportunity for him to shine. He had a very productive double game week this past week. um, And he wasn't someone that was on any of our radar. You know, they didn't have great matchups. He still put up 19 points. So uh, he's definitely who I'm considering just because I'm far too aware of the form of the Sounders at the moment. So I think that that he's definitely a single game week player at home uh, that I like. But I also like your choice. Who's who's your other? Yeah, my fifth one is heel, and uh, I I do like that option. I like going up against um, Charlotte at the beginning, after especially seeing what Cincinnati was able to do to them, and then 
uh, sorry, I almost, I almost got caught in the, the, the double game trap right there. Uh, I, I like that Charlotte matchup that, that he has uh, based on what Cincinnati was able to do last week. And in his last three games, he's gotten two goals and assists in, in each of those. And so I think he's on good form and definitely has the potential to, uh, to come away with a good score with that game. Can't, can't doubt uh, or downplay the Mukhtar one. That's another great matchup right there. Um, also some players that did not make our list, but I think are worth considering uh, Pooch over there with LA going up against Portland. He's been on fantastic form. He had ankle tightness, which is not a real thing. It's it's not an injury. If he's on the injury, like you're going to tell me tightness, you're going to come like when I or hear sorry, tightness, ankle discomfort was correct, what correct. he said post game, which is when, like when I hear tightness, I'm like, okay, that's precautionary. Like if you're saying like comfort, bruised or that, right, right, that kind of stuff, like that doesn't scream into me. Like I get it, I get it. If you want to want to take caution to that, but like when I hear that. That doesn't yeah. scream that to me. And maybe I'm just mistaken, but I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's good. Uh, I mean, mentioned- he technically got subbed out injured is, is what the, you know, the app categorizes it as, but sure. I don't sure know. You listen to the reports and see, we'll see what happens and go from there. He's, he's not on my five. So I love another it. One. Know that. Yeah. Fan. Another one to throw out for sure. Uh, you mentioned Bassett and uh, the reason I picked him is, is some the, is the form that he's on there's two reasons yep. the, the the form that he's on right now where he's he's gotten two goals and assists in his last three games he's been getting more solid minutes uh he's been played five in a row so getting more solid minutes in these last three um and and looking at um the other options with with ronan it's just so low he doesn't have a high floor and if i'm looking at a double game with guy who i'm not willing to take a bet on getting a goal and assist, I'm going to want to see that high floor, like our classic defensive midfielder who's putting in like five or so points just from these actions. If he's not getting an assist or a goal, most of the time he's getting three, two, one. Like he's he's not generating those points that I feel make it worth it. Um, the, as like Price was, like if it was Price, that would be – part of the conversation because he was one of those players that would generate those high bonus point actions yep. that really made him a contender. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But Ronan's just not. And so I feel like the form that Bassett's on uh, really makes him more uh, appealing for, for this definitely a bench, which is not where I usually put my minimums, yeah. but I think for, for when we're dealing with Colorado because of the season they've had to sort of the ups and downs and the turmoil going on there um, that this is definitely a bench spot right there for me. Sure. Yeah. Uh, some of the other players I wanted to mention that we didn't have Herrera and Espinoza. I know frequent go-tos for MLS fantasy uh, for me, for Herrera, it's a hundred percent because of that midweek game. Uh, I want to see what happens and see if there's any repercussions from that, because you know, Miami and Houston are going to go all out with a trophy on the line. Uh, and then for Espinoza, I've seen him in some teams and uh, I, I just like the other options better is what it came down to uh san jose on the road to minnesota not sure what's going to be fielded in minnesota some some weird things happening but um yeah he didn't he didn't have a great double game week you know again espinoza is someone i'm always high on yeah he's barely ever not been in my team this season uh but for single game week midfielders yeah he's not really cracking my radar but compared to other single game week midfielders who we've kind of already touched on he's just not He's not breaking in for me, but 
a lot of that is because of the week he just had with the double. You know, Christian thinks Minnesota suits him. Are you guys going to go after Espinosa? Christian come is next? the biggest come. pro and anti Minnesota fan. <laughs> it is both. So, it's both. It's uh, the, you know. And, and I want to round out this section. Well, well if, I guess one of you say, Ashley, are you going to give any love to some of your New York players for, for midfield options this week after, after last Just week? Tolkien. Just Tolkien. Okay. I, for single game, we keep us, NYCFC is on the road to Inter-Miami and they need points. They need points badly in miami So I I don't really, even though I don't think that Messi will will play on the weekend, um, I don't want to bet against them at the at the moment. Red Bulls play in Chicago. I think that there's definitely, like I said, I'm already picking up Tolkien. Um, I think that Frankie Amaya would be a decent shout after the week he just had, and he's contributed a lot offensively. Um, but offense isn't the Red Bulls' best bit. Right. Uh, so just to put it kindly, but I don't NYCFC not this week. Red Bull, I could see it. And then finally, we'll touch on. The question we have week to week, but maybe more clear this week than others, and you already mentioned, and that's messy. So for you, not in your lineup, you don't expect him to start. And so even if you see him, do you expect him to be in the 18? Um, I can't, I don't know that I have a good guess on that until I see where he is on Wednesday, mm-hmm. because it's still a trophy game, but they need three more weeks out of him. So it wouldn't surprise me to see some cortisone shots for the final. And then we might not see him for the rest of the MLS season, unless they make the playoffs. Um, they're Which doing pretty they, well. They have a shot. They, they have do a have a shot. shot. They can only drop, I think it's three more points to control their own destiny. Mm-hmm. If they drop any more points than that, they rely on other factors. Um, as much to many people's dismay, every time I watch an Inter Miami game, Apple TV only talks about Messi and you know how likely they are to make the playoffs. So I think if he starts and plays midweek, I don't think we see him this weekend, and I don't think we even possibly see him for the next midweek game. So we'll see. Uh, but he's not. I would not be tempted to add him to my team if he's starting against NYC FC. We had a question in chat about uh, Dallas midfielders worth a look. For me, it's no. There's just not been a lot of consistency, not been a lot of, of consistent point production I, right I there in two road games. I had an Areola in a first draft, but it felt even grosser than Cole Bassett did. Like, I just didn't believe it in myself. So, um, I, you know, I I currently have two single-game week midfielders, which goes against everything we always say about two bites at the apple, but – I don't like FC Dallas's bites very much. So if I were going to choose a midfielder, I would choose, I would choose Paul Areola, but um, I'm not. (laughs) He's been on a bit of form. I do think there are some offensive options that you have from Dallas, but they're not in this section. Uh, So we'll definitely talk about those momentarily. Um, Valesco has been another name that's floated by. I, I just, I just don't see the consistency and and I and I like the other options that we have better. Same for a top five. Uh well let's move on to forwards. Uh Ashley, who are you looking at? Uh Jesus Ferreira, first in my t- team for double game week forwards. I also like Brian White because every time I, you know, think he's not being super consistent, um I he he is he is. And like I said, I like those matchups. 
at Colorado, boo. Um, a home against DC United, double boo. So um I I do I do like him. And then I'm going back and forth between <laughs> two single game week players and Carranza. Um currently I don't have Carranza because I want Blake Wagner Gazag. Um the first one I'd part with would be Blake. So we'll see where that gets me. But like I said earlier, this last double game week round, Carranza got rotated. And so, sure, I could put him on my team, wait for lineups, look at lineups, and then if he got rotated, dump him for a single game week player, right? Um, Carranza would definitely be my bench striker because of that concern. Um, But I just can't decide if I want him more than Andre Blake. And that's kind of where my head is at with the moment. But then... I'm also strongly considering if I if I don't do Carranza and have three double game week strikers, I'm also considering Klaus. Klaus has scored, I think, and someone will fact check me and tell me I'm wrong, I think in every game since he's come back. Every game he's started since he's come back, he's scored a goal. So that man is hungry. They are chasing first in the West aggressively. They've already clinched playoffs. Um I, I think he, you know, home against Sporting Kansas City, not a tout defense, as we already discussed in our Blaine roast. Um, I think that that he's a really decent choice. I would have picked him up in the double, but I didn't think he'd go both, and he did. So I was a little regretful there. And then Denis Bawanga is another one. I know they technically do play midweek. Um, you know, and, he's and here for it? that. Yeah. What is it? Championa's Cup? Is that what it's called? Championa's Cup, I think. Yes. Um, But I like that matchup too, and it's late. So that's a great, do you need a second scrub choice? Because it's the only Sunday game. Um, And, you know, RSL is fine, but not stout, right? So I think that that could be a good home game for them. They also, they're not in contention to not make playoffs, but they're not in first place. I think that they're definitely not where they they're not comfortable. So I think that they should field a, a pretty decent team, um, which would in- include him, especially since he got rotated on the weekend games for this past week's double game week. So, um, but I think, you know, there's a, a couple, I feel remiss to not say Diego Rubio, but Diego Rubio, he's not my Barrios, but Diego Rubio is not my friend. So I think that he is a, is a decent um a decent shout but he's definitely not on my list this weekend it's more of a personal thing so don't listen to me the only thing i don't like about so klaus has scored and scored or assisted in three of the last four that he's been uh, since he's been back the only thing that i will say about him that i don't like is that his shots have been very low with only one or two shots per game and so i mean he's he's made it count and in yeah. the last game, he only played maybe 30 minutes. Uh, so so he's definitely made it count. And Sporting Kansas City, big game for St. Louis. Rivalry game right there. So you could expect out of that. But I, I just don't know about that uh, production that he's that he's giving. So that's my hesitation there. Um, I'm in the same opinion about um, the, the Philadelphia options that you have. If... If not Blake, then that's 100% to Carranza where I, where I want to go to have that shot. If not Blake, perhaps I'm going to Vancouver after some of that conversation we had earlier on. But the question I have for you with Carranza is, 
if he does get rotated, how does he stack up for you against the other single game week players against Cujo's against yeah against surges or things like that? So sure. I mean, I don't, I don't know that I picked Carranza away to Columbus on a single game week. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think Philly at home against Dallas, I like him a lot more yep. there. Uh, so honestly, for me, I think if he starts that first game, I put him in as my bench keeper. I scrub Klaus or Buanga, whoever I end up with. Um, and that's who I go with. Or I start Buanga and thinking I might need to scrub him. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't I, I I don't like the second game for him, which is kind of what I think is this is the way to to do it. He should yeah. be a bench play if you have him. Um, he was a rotation risk, I think, for the first time, if not the first time, at least the first time on on this half of the season since the big break it was the first time he got rotated. But that gives me pause. Um and, you know, he has produced really well in doubles, except for this last rotated week. And then the time he got a red card, which everyone was very upset about. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think that I don't like him as I wouldn't like him as a single game week player for that second game. Um, but I think if he plays the first, he plays the second. So I don't know. Christian does not think he will get rotated. That's what I didn't think he'd get rotated this last week, but he did. But I agree with Christian in the sense that if they rotated him this last week, it feels silly to rotate him again, but or inconsistent to rotate him again. But who, who knows what Jim Curtin's thinking? I don't. You know, I think you've got got the main ones right there. Uh, I think those are also the single game week options that you're looking for for some of that that production. Uh, for me, um, yeah, Jesus and White are in there, and then some rotation potentially for the third, maybe going with Carranza if I swap up some things with um with my keeper so I, that's pretty much probably gonna be the chalk so i'm interested to see if there's any difference in captain so let's go there next ashley who are you looking at for captain so initially i was thinking of guessing uh, we talk about this a lot captain's choices on the show are as my least favorite things i almost <laughs> wish i just posted something later in the week because nope. i i just struggle to to have that certainty Picking a team is easier for me than picking a captain. So at first I thought Gazak, and then all of the voices I've heard all season long, goal dependent, only scores PKs, just creeps into the back of my head and makes me want to pick Gold because of everything I've been talking about with the matchups. I think it's a more favorable matchup. I think that he has a better opportunity to produce a high amount of points. He's who I should pick. But just hear me out, and I'm not saying don't pick him. The thing that doesn't make me all in and say, gold, 100%, is he did really shitty this last double game week. Yes, it was two road games and not a home and away, but it wasn't good. He didn't play well. He didn't post well. There was a double game week for him in recent memory where he didn't start the second game. Do you remember talking about this where, mm-hmm. um, you know, we had to kind of panic um, or no, he sorry, he didn't start the first game of a double game week, and he was your captain. And I remember panic texting you as I was going to the Sounders game and saying, "Yeah, well, it's not starting. Pull, pull, <laughs> um, move the armband." So I don't know. I just have a little bit of practical pause, but I think if you're going a double game week player, I think that Galt is probably the best bet. I don't have the guts to cap a single game week player this week. Especially when 
Gazdag's going to play both. He'll probably get a goal, probably a PK. Um, but going single game week isn't on my radar at the moment. So for this, at this moment, as you ask me, it's galled, but I cannot confirm or deny if it will be on Wednesday. <laughs> um, so for me, it's also on galled, but I'm thinking galled or Wagner. That's, that's where my mind comes down to because uh, my go-to is always a midfielder. I don't like a lot of the, of the midfielder double game options, except for galled. Definitely, definitely like the potential that he has with with those two matchups. Uh, if not him, for some reason, I am just too chicken to captain a forward with some of the boomer bust that that can happen right there. And so, one of my next glances is Wagner, where he tends to put up those great bonus points. Potential made for a clean sheet in the first round. Don't know how that would would stack up, um, but uh, it's it's probably gonna be one of those two, Gald or Wagner. I've seen people talking Lucho in the chat understand that hoping for some magic in in toronto on the road flirting with with securing supporter shield 100 um but i want a double game week i want the double game week play i want the double game week points and so for me it still has to be a double game week player that i put the captain on and and it's it's on gold right now yeah i mean wagner hasn't played columbus since week one so it's hard to gauge what that would look like um because it's you know the opening round in his past few doubles he's produced 13 22 10 so we get a little we get a little dicey there but still you know 10 is a captain is a 20 so i think that if you're going to cap a double game week defender, yeah, it's it's him. We've seen it work, right? Like we've seen these yeah. round, rank, round rank one teams that Captain Wagner on one of these weeks on a whim or whatever um, and have it pay out. So I think I think it makes sense. The second game worries me a little bit. Stop. Maybe um, you go with Larea and just say, let's go full out no, Vancouver do and do that. That's a <laughs> that. Um, but yeah, the, the second game is what is what scares me off of it. But I don't I don't dislike it, Reed. I know it's 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 tough. It's tough. Uh very likely it's gonna be galled though at the end for me. I I mean I don't dislike it enough to to be like uh, no, it, it would take him not starting game one for me to yeah. to pivot to somebody else. So um is he on a yellow card warning? Uh you know, I, I'm not sure I'd have to double check and see. Where he's at right now, we haven't updated the charts, but definitely keep an eye on that if you are considering him as a keeper. But again, but again, Gazdog is sorry, not Gazdog. It um Gold is the the first choice that I'm looking at for for a player. You you could go with Gazdog, but again, tougher matchup. I think that's what it is, like the matchup better for for Gold and um anybody else as a backup for me. So that's yeah. where I like it. All right. Well, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us tonight as we covered this double game week as we get to wrapping up near the end of the season. I can't believe it's already at that time. Uh, we're going to finish up this week as we do every week with plugs. Ashley, did you prep this time for plugs? Yeah, it was very easy. I'm plugging the city of Kansas City, specifically Arrowhead Stadium, for the love affair that I always knew I needed in my life. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, then this plug's not for you. 
<laughs> then Google it. Google yeah. it. Uh, as for me, I'm going to plug the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord community, the amazing, the best community that you can go to for MLS Fantasy Soccer and just kind of general fun soccer chat. You want to have that because it, it goes on all year. It's not just mm -hmm. focused on fantasy soccer. It's a great community to be a part of year round for all of your fantasy sports as well. So MLSFantasyBoss.com for that. Uh, the few articles that we have at MLSFantasyBoss.com, a little bit slow right now because Tyler has him a real adult job. And so the differentials article has been has been uh, paused for the remainder of this season while, while he's doing that. So very, very happy that he has that. That's a very good reasons right there. But just check out that community and just become a member of it. It's it's so fantastic. And thank you to everyone who helps make that possible. Thank you to everyone who joins us in chat and everyone who participates in this fantasy project. Uh, you guys, it's just so, so fun to be a part of this community. And I thank you so much every single time. Uh, don't forget, the games start on Wednesday, the October 14th. Teams are not part of this round. So plan your teams accordingly. And that should all be updated by tomorrow. But until then, as always, good luck.